Hey, Last Week in Tech fans. In case you missed the announcement, we've got a brand new podcast out. It's called Techathlon. It's all the Last Week in Tech headlines and personalities that you guys love, but reformatted as a super fun game show. You're going to hear a preview of it right after this. Give it a listen and subscribe wherever you're listening right now. Again, that's Techathlon. Tech, A-T-H-L-O-N. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Popular Science's Techathlon, tech news through games, trivia, and mostly friendly competitions. I'm your host, Jason Letterman, and playing along with me today are Corinne, the last Friendster user Iosio. Also on MySpace. Stan, the bluest checkmark Horacek. I had so long to go to the bathroom before this started, and I just didn't. And Rob, <laughs> the human fingerprint reader, Berger. It's an ironic name because I don't have any fingerprints of my own. Is that true? I filed them down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> First up, we're going to try something a little different, a new game we're calling the Techathlon Deckathlon. We want to make sure that you get caught up and also that our panelists were paying attention. So I'm going to ask them 10 questions all about what's been happening in the tech world since our last episode. Each question is worth one point and the panel will buzz in to answer. Whoever has the most points at the end of the game will win a... That's the buzzer. Just so you know. Whoever has the most points at the end of the game will win a fabulous prize... Panelists, you'll also be allowed to steal questions if somebody gets it wrong, unless it's a multiple choice or true or false question. Here we go. Question number one. Senator Elizabeth Warren, who is currently running for president, announced a plan last week to break up some of the world's biggest tech companies if elected in 2020. Among the points of her plan are making sure companies that make more than $25 billion cannot sell products on their own platforms and reversing some of the largest tech mergers that have occurred over the last few years, like Facebook's purchases of Instagram and WhatsApp. What did Facebook do after this announcement that got it into hot water? Corinne. It deleted a post from Elizabeth Warren's campaign that was a campaign ad about breaking up Facebook. That's 100% correct. It took down her ad about the plan. Facebook claimed it violated their rules to use their logo, but it has since restored the ad. Boo. I mean, I don't know how I feel about this. It's like they took her down on a technicality. Yeah. But like it was against their policy. I get it. But it was. It seemed like a really stupid move. It does. Because if we're going to be really neurotic about making sure Facebook enforces political advertising rules, maybe we shouldn't just play fast and loose with political advertising rules as soon as humanly possible in the new elections. Yeah. It's like they're jumping up and down going, that's not fair. Yeah. Well, it worked, though. Successful making a statement on Elizabeth Warren's part. For a bonus point, there were three companies that were named in the ad. Can you name the other two? Corinne again. Google and Amazon. Google and Amazon. And then she did also follow up and say, oh yeah, Apple too. Yes, she did. Question number two, Elon Musk and the Boring Company. His company meant to design in... Las Vegas. Las Vegas is the correct yes. answer. Wow. wow. That's right. From behind. Elon Musk going to make a big tunnel under Las Vegas. Under the Strip? No, under Las Vegas. Under uh, the convention center. Yeah. Which is off the Strip, but Strip adjacent. But yeah, how? It's, this it's is like the fifth the strip, place yes. that he said, I'm going to make a hyperloop here. Yes, like, Los okay, Angeles good for you, Elon. There's, uh, but this one, I mean, Los, Angeles, uh, Las Vegas, you know, who cares? Let's, let's make a yeah. bunch of them. Question number three. Facial recognition has been all over the news. The TSA is scrambling to get it into 20 major airports around the country after an executive order from President Trump. Facial recognition also was mentioned after what company took nearly one million photos from photo sharing site Flickr to train its AI but neglected to tell users? Rob. 
IBM. IBM, that's it. Woohoo! The photos were all licensed under Creative Commons that they took from Flickr, but it's unclear if using a photo to train AI, especially as AIs can be easily manipulated, if it violates the terms of a Creative Commons license or not. Yeah, it gets absurdly it's, complicated. It's real dicey. <laughs> Question number four. Apple announced an event that will happen on March 25th where we expect it will announce a streaming TV service to compete with the likes of Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon. We'll get more into that toward the end of the show. We've heard about the content Apple will make for over a year now, though, including multiple celebrities and TV film industry experts who will be involved. Who did Apple announce, quote, a unique multi-year content partnership with last year? Here's a hint. This person is a CEO, entrepreneur, and former talk show host. Corinne. Oprah? Oprah. They also have projects in the works with Steven Spielberg, Jennifer Garner, and J.J. Abrams. It should be Gail. (laughs) <laughs> like, let's be real. Don't they have com- uh, Carpool Karaoke also? Isn't that an I- Apple? That's an Apple TV original, yeah. Yes. Are we excited about the prospect of an Apple TV streaming service? I'm excited about it if I don't have to pay for it. Oh, you almost certainly. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe you won't if you have an Apple TV. I mean, uh, I just can't imagine, like, Carpool Karaoke suddenly being thrown behind a paywall. Like, It would be... Internet anarchy. They could bundle it with Apple Music, which a lot of people already pay for. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Apple Music just made its way to Fire TV Stick today, too, and Fire TV platforms. So, like, they're kind of laying some groundwork for compatibility, like, here in the week on the way up. So, Question number five. We mentioned on a previous episode that 5G is on the way. Last week, Verizon announced that its 5G network will launch on April 11th in what two U.S. cities? Man, I just read this before I yeah. came over here, too, and I can't remember. I'll get... Rob. I'm going to guess Houston is one of them. That is incorrect. Oh, well. I'll give I'll give you a point for each city that you get, so up to two points for this question. Oh, Jesus. One of them's um, in Colorado, isn't it? Is that a city? Could I get half a point <laughs> if that's that right? Is Colorado is technically a city. <laughs> no, it's not. Well, so I'm just going to say Denver because Stan's a chump. Denver is incorrect. Please Damn. remember to use your buzzers. Right. Atlanta. Memphis. D- the- Detroit. The answers are Chicago and Minneapolis. Oh, Minneapolis. That's in Colorado, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only I had 5G internet to look it up. Now, Rob was good to, good to guess in, in Texas, though, because that's where a lot of this has happened. A lot of so, it, yeah. yeah. A, a lot of the infrastructure gets built out there. But also just because I feel like it's easier when things aren't quite so dense. Like, building out a brand new network in a really dense place like Chicago seems to me like a very heavy lift. Yeah. And also, did they announce the pricing, too? I think they said that it's not going to be that much more expensive. For a bonus point, how much more will it cost per month on an unlimited plan to access the 5G network stand? Was it $10? $10! (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) To be Uh, fair, that was an extremely safe guess to make. Yeah. It was was also the correct guess. Well, that wasn't a guess. I did know that one. I do remember part of this story. Question number six. Germany is also building its 5G infrastructure now, and the U.S. isn't happy about how it's going down. Two Fridays ago, the Trump administration told Germany that it would limit intelligence sharing with the country if it proceeded to let what company build its 5G infrastructure? Rob. Huawei? Huawei. The U.S. government. No way. Huawei. <laughs> yeah, it's Huawei or the highway. Thank you very much. <laughs> Yeah, the U.S. government has been saying for several weeks that Huawei is spying for the Chinese government, though the company denies the accusations. Hence the trepidation on the U.S.'s part. All right, question number seven is a true or false question. There is no stealing on this. The score right now is three to two to two, Corinne to Stan to Rob. True or false, 
in its update announcement last week, Twitter said that not only is it updating the camera, but also it will publicly hide retweet and favorite numbers. Corinne. False. True. Damn. Oof. I can't see this lasting. I was reading, I can't remember who was tweeting about this, but they said, like, advertisers will not let that metric go away. And it's it's just, a yeah, what's the point of all of it if we can't just trumpet the statistics of our social validation? So I you, thought that was the whole point. Users will be able to see the number of their own retweets, but you won't be able to see other people's retweet number. And but then how will Twitter be able to tell me what I like? <laughs> I think it's I think it's to stop people from getting ratioed. Yeah, that's exactly. So like ratio getting ratioed is when you say something really stupid on Twitter and then there's like many more replies to your tweet than there are likes or retweets mm. and which suggests that those are all people calling you a stupid ass and not sharing the thing that you said. That's a pretty common way to shame quote unquote shame people on Twitter so I think they're trying to get away from people getting ratioed. But that never happens to me. <laughs> I just don't understand how that – I don't understand the logic of how that fixes it. I don't, I don't think it fixes it at all. I think the, the general theme of Twitter is like let's just monkey around with it until it's like an old man putting things into a pot and calling it soup. Which, that was not an analogy that made any sense. No. That was, this is an old man putting words into an analogy that didn't make sense. Like the soup <laughs> is disgusting. I'm just going to start taking random things out of it until it's just – Broth. Yeah, like if I tweeted that, I would get ratioed, but not anymore. <laughs> also, I just want everybody to know that me answering that question wrong was a tactic so that no one could have the point and there catch up to me. Mm. Strategery. Question number eight. It was a bad week for Boeing. For the second time since last October, one of its new planes crashed shortly after takeoff. Tragically, more than 300 people from around the world died between the two crashes. After it saying it wouldn't ground the jet line on Tuesday, the FAA reversed course the next day with an emergency declaration. What is the full name of the line of jets that are being grounded, Rob? Boeing 737 MAX. Boeing 737 MAX is the correct answer. Rob's I, phone was on, so minus 12, 12 points. <laughs> yes. This is fascinating, right? Because it's not even that there's something necessarily mechanically wrong with the plane, right, Rob? It's a software problem. Yeah. The MAX planes, they have some different engines on them. They're a little bit heavier. Part of the software that makes the plane fly is trying to compensate for the fact that if the engines are a little bit bigger, it could cause the nose to tilt up a little bit, change what's called the angle of attack. And so the whole software system is related to keeping the plane safe in the sky, kind of with those elements in mind. And the scary thing here is that if the software thought that the plane's nose was up a little bit too high and it was forcing the nose down, when in fact the plane was actually flying just fine and the pilots are fighting against that, trying to keep the nose up and the software wants it to go down, that's really scary and deadly. It's some scary stuff. Oh, that's a that's a point to Rob, by the way. So we are tied at three to three, Corinne to Rob, and Stan has two points. He looks very angry. I'm still not putting my hand up there. Near the <laughs> you guys look like nerds. <laughs> I am a nerd. Question number nine. Three major web apps released a dark mode in the last few weeks. Please name two of them. Corinne. That would be Slack mm -hmm. and Twitter. Slack is correct. I do not have Twitter ah! on my list. Oh, no. Did I win? Stan. Oh, yes. Uh, Slack, Chrome, Facebook Messenger. Those are the three that I have. Yeah. Well done. Damn. Oh, Twitter already had a dark mode. They just unbroke it. Right. Right. Now you guys are in dork mode. Cram it. <laughs> <laughs> Tying it up. 
All right, panel, it is tied at three to three to three. This is our final question. It's a multiple choice question. Oh, sweet Jesus. So either somebody gets it or our first ever Techathlon, Decathlon, is a tie. Here we go. Google obviously comes as the default search engine for Chrome, but what rival site did the company recently add as an option to be your default search engine on the browser? Your choices are A, Bing, B, DuckDuckGo, C, Yahoo, or D, Twitter? Stab. It's DuckDuckGo, right? It's DuckDuckGo. I just want to say that the level of smug Stan just slowly <laughs> yeah. reaching for his buzzer. Like, That's like why it, I'm it's laughing. so delicate. That's why I'm laughing. Boop, Karina I and Rob know. had their fingers on the buzzer, and Stan just went, here <laughs> I go. <laughs> and he won that way. And he won. Well Snaps done. for Stan. Very slow and Jerk. steady wins the race. And so confident. Stan, we have a prize bag. I'm going to reach in and grab the first prize ever on the Techathlon Decathlon. Wow. What are you what are you hoping for? <laughs> I have no sausages? idea. Sausages? <laughs> yeah. Sandwiches. I hope it's those five week old sausages that we had. <laughs> Jason's looking in oh the Oh my bag. god, there's so much rummaging. I thought there was going to be like a... This is a bag from a dollar store, just so everybody knows, so you know it's going to be great. Stan, congratulations. You are the owner of these iHeart New York headphones. Aww. They cost $3.99, and they look like they're going to catch fire the moment you use them, so congratulations. Definitely give them to your children. This seems like a good, a good excuse for me to trim my ear hair so I can use them. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to do it for all of us at Techathlon. Thank you so much for listening and playing along. Please tweet at us and let us know how you did, what questions you liked, what you want to see more of. You can tweet at Techathlon Show. We'll catch you back here next week. Techathlon is a popular science podcast. We're available on all major podcast platforms, so subscribe wherever you're listening now. And if you like what you hear, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It will help other people to find the show. You can buy our merch, including t-shirts, tote bags, and mugs at popsci.threadless.com. The show is produced by the entire PopSci tech team and me, Jason Letterman. Our theme music is by Billy Cadden. If you have questions, suggestions, or opinions to share, tweet us at Show. Thanks for listening.